You're now listening to a Word for Deliverance podcast with Pastor Leonard D. Cochran of A Place of Refuge Noonan. A Place of Refuge Noonan is located in the city of Noonan, Georgia. To stay better connected with us for more exclusive information and updates, download our church app, A Place of Refuge Noonan, or visit our church website at apor-noonan.org. Now, let's join in for today's message. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians. Let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians. Thank you, musicians. Man, we are excited. Excited about the word, good praise service, good atmosphere. Amen. How many have your Bibles as you are turning? Hold your Bibles up high. Let's see. Let's see how many folk got your Bibles in church. Look around at folk that got their Bibles in church. Amen, amen. If you're sitting near somebody that come to church irregular and don't have their Bible, just ask them what's wrong with them. Just ask them what's wrong with them. It's good to keep a Bible in every car. It's good to keep a Bible in your car. Amen? Amen. Lord have mercy. Anybody ever been riding like me and run into an accident or something going on and you just got 15, 30 minutes where you can't move? Anybody ever been in something like that and you just had to turn the car off and just sit there and wait? So it's good then to have a Bible, do some reading and so forth. And uh, and uh, I will share this with y'all. Sometimes you just need to stay put. And we was coming out of Macon and I couldn't get the GPS to detour. And something was going on up the road. It was a bad accident. And so I told Donna, I said, well, I see, I see a number of cars turning down this road. I said, we all just go down this road. And she agreed. She said, well, let's go down this road. Man, I didn't know it was a dirt road. It's been years since I've been on a dirt road like this, y'all. I'm telling you, I went down this dirt road onto another dirt road. And I told her, at night, no lights. I mean, this was a tight place. If you went to somebody's house down there, it ain't no mistake. You was coming to see them. I mean, this ain't no. And, and I told Don, I said, one more dirt road and we turning around. I, I said, I shouldn't. Have, I, don't know, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. And, uh, but we made it out, though. We made it out. How you know? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. We made it out of there. But I thought to her, I said, well, maybe we should have just just remained still. You know, but I, I, I can get anxious like that. Some, that's one of my weaknesses. I'll share that with y'all. That's one of my weaknesses. Just sitting there, just waiting. I don't know what's going on up there, and here's a road. I'm going to try it. You know, but I wish that was in my truck. Amen. Second Corinthians four. There's certain roads you go down in your truck. You don't mind, you know. Well, my truck. I got a work truck. I got a work truck. I know Brother Ford, Brother Randy, some of these men got these luxury trucks. They looked at me like, Pastor, you better clarify that. They got luxury trucks. They got luxury trucks, but I got a work truck. Oh, it gets beat up. Let's go to Second Corinthians four. Let's go to Second Corinthians. And they work in their truck, but they got some nice trucks. Some of these brothers, they got some really nice trucks. 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Amen. Let's notice 2 Corinthians 4. Going to look at verse number 3 and verse number 4. Remember, our theme this year is a Christ-minded church, according to Philippians 2 and 5. Remember, if we're going to have the mind of Christ, Paul said, let this mind be in you. So it's something we have to allow. It's something we're not going to fight this year. We're not going to resist having the mind of Christ. Christ, according to John 1 and 1, is the Word. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, and the Word was made flesh and dwelt 
among us. So Christ is the word. We're going to have a mindset that's centered upon Christ or the word. Amen. But if it is to be that way, we have to allow it to be. We have to desire the mind of Christ. We have to desire it. But one thing we want to we want to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. But this morning I got an assignment to deal with what we don't want to allow to happen. You know, there are some things you want to permit to be so, but at the same time in your life, there are some things you don't want to permit this to be so. I don't want to allow this right here to happen. So I'm going to deal with that again in reference to our mind. Second Corinthians 4, don't let me lose, it's too important this morning. Second Corinthians 4 and verse number 3. Notice carefully what Paul says to the church at Corinth. Second Corinthians 4, verse number 3. Paul said, but even if our gospel is veiled or hid. It is veiled or hid to those who are perishing or lost, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. But even if our gospel, we know the gospel is the good message. The gospel is the good message or the good news. The gospel is the word of God. The gospel is the redemption and salvation we receive through Jesus. This is the gospel. Again, the good message. Notice again what Paul is saying. But even if, notice what Paul said, our gospel. Our gospel. See, Paul had owned the gospel. It, it, it was a part of him. It was who he was. But he said, but even if our gospel, the good message is veiled, if it is hid, it is veiled or hid, to those who are perishing or lost. Now, this is what I want us to concentrate on. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Now, notice it, here it doesn't say the gods, but the God. The God of this age. Notice what the God of this age, who is Satan. But it's not limited to Satan, but it is Satan. Notice that Satan, through a number of means, and I'm going to deal with some, I mentioned some. Notice what he does. He blinds the minds of people. Do y'all see it? He blinds the minds of people. What are we dealing with this year? Our minds. Our minds. And, and, if you know you one of the ones, as I said earlier, who more money going to pass through your hands this year in one year than it has ever been, don't you want to have your mind right? Don't you want your mind to be in the place it needs to be? When you go to making decisions, making purchases, and doing what you do, don't you want your mind to be in the perfect place of right in the will of God? 
One of the worst things to have to happen is, is for you to receive money, resources, and favor, but you ain't got your mind right. Verse 4 again, whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Watch this, who do not believe. Y'all should be looking at your Bibles. Shouldn't be looking at me, you should be looking right at your Bible. Whose minds the God of this age, I'm saying that for a reason, I want you to see it, has blinded who do not believe. Watch this, lest the light of the gospel, notice the gospel, the good message is light. When you're blind, you're in darkness. We already teaching. When you're blind, you're in darkness. Lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, whose image is, whose image of God, notice what it should shine on them. And so this morning, I want to talk to you from the subject. Don't let Satan blind your mind. Don't let Satan blind your mind. Tell the subject to a neighbor this morning. Tell my subject this morning. Don't let Satan blind your mind. Tell it to one more person. Tell him or her, don't allow Satan to blind your mind. Now add this to him anymore. Amen. Let's give God a praise for the subject this morning. Come on. Let's give him a thunderous hand. A praise. Hallelujah. Don't let Satan blind your mind. Now, the mind, again, represents intellect. The mind represents intellect. Intellect being the ability to think. The ability to think, the ability to reason, and the ability to understand. When it comes to every single aspect of our lives this year, we want to have the ability to think, to reason, and to understand properly. This is not a year where I want to have the wrong thoughts. And, and, and I don't want to just have wrong thoughts, period. I want to deal with every wrong thought that entered into my mind, and I want to deal with it correctly. Come on. Now, now don't, don't slip on that, because a lot of times we'll know as saints that a thought is in our mind that's wrong, but we won't fight it. Come on, some of you need to be honest. You won't fight it. And whenever you don't fight the wrong thought that enters your mind, guess what that thought going to do? It's going to linger. It's going to stay there. Why is that bad, Pastor? Because when I don't fight or resist thoughts that are bad or not of God, then that's going to be what I'm going to focus on. That's going to be where my meditation is. And I'm focusing on that which is bad because I didn't fight it. I didn't fight it. This is the difference between people who depression attacks them, but it never controls them. Come on, it never dominates them. Don't ever think if you stay depressed all the time that you're the only one battling that. No, no, no. It comes to everybody, I believe. Come on, everything in your life can be wonderful, but you'll go through something to wait to where something is trying to get you down. Now watch this, and you can't put your finger 
teach it, Pastor, on what it is you just know that I'm battling today. But you have to fight. You have to fight. Sometimes you got to fight it on your job. You can never have a mind to say, well, this thing attacking my mind. I just got the word. But as soon as I get home, I'm going to avail in prayer. You better listen to him. You, you, you got nine more hours on that job. You got nine more hours. And this is what happens sometimes when people come home and you're like, hey, how you doing? And they kind of like, Rrr. whatever started attacking them, they never took control of it. This is some good stuff right here. And, and often people like that will take out on others what's going on with them. And you're nowhere in their mind. You don't know what they're battling. But it's like you getting the attitude. Come on. And so, and so when it comes to intellect, again, the ability to think, to reason, and to understand. Now, the mind is also where we generate. We dealt with this on New Year's Eve, where we generate thoughts, ideals, and feelings. We have to be mature enough to recognize when it comes to our feelings, that's your mind. That's your mind. When you feel a certain way, that's your mind. That's your mind. Feelings are connected to the mind. They're connected to the mind. And again, there are times that we know we're battling a feeling. It's not a good feeling. We got a war against that. Come on. I said we got a war against that. Take control. Take control. Don't allow your feelings to get out of control. Don't allow bad feelings to cause you to make decisions and you know your your feeling is not of God. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Because some of us, we never take control of our feelings, and then we go to making decisions. That's one of the worst things I learned that I used to do years ago is be feeling a certain way, which is not good. I know the feeling was not of God. Again, this is going on in my mind. I wouldn't take the time to pray. I wouldn't take the time to get in the word. But then I'll be making what I deem major decisions. And, and, and my feelings are all over the place. Come on, D, D. Your feelings also have to do with your emotions. Some people are controlled by their emotions. Now, what happens when your emotions are negative? You have to take control. You have to know when, hey, I got to get my mind right to get my mind right and some and for some of us we can get up with the right mindset the right feelings that is a feeling that came from god this is gonna be a good day this is gonna be a good anybody ever got that you did it was a god thing this is gonna be a good day you talking about no horoscopes i'm just talking about god let you know this is gonna be a good day but before you could even get out that door something happened something happened that tried to rob you watch this of that mindset or that feeling, this is a good day. And it worked on some of us. It worked on some of us. As simple as going to the refrigerator thinking you were going to eat a bowl of cornflakes, only to find out after pouring the cornflakes, there is no milk. There is no milk. And you say, Pastor, come on. Now, for some folk, that just gets the ball rolling. This going to be a day where nothing goes the way I want it to go. Don't say that. 
just step back and say, well, maybe I didn't need them cornflakes. Finally, the mind is the place where we store wisdom. Wisdom is knowledge and understanding applied. That's what wisdom equate, knowledge and understanding applied. Whenever you get knowledge, whenever you get understanding, you apply it to your life, you operating in wisdom. That's what wisdom is. It is in the mind where we store wisdom. God is speaking to us today. What is he giving us? Knowledge and understanding. What do he want us to do with that? Store it up. Retain it. Retain it. One of, and, and you have people that say, well, Pastor, you know what? I battle retaining the word. I, I can't remember the word. I can't remember what was preached. Well, well, first of all, you need to stop saying that. You need to stop saying that. And you, and you need to start meditating and speaking what God puts in your being. Because the Holy Ghost will bring back to our remembrance whatsoever thing he has spoken unto us. Amen? And so... When we look at the gospel or the word of God promises, notice that Paul says again in verse 3, but even if our gospel is veiled, that word veiled means is hid, it is veiled or hid to those who are perishing or those who are, who are lost. I want us to receive this morning that the gospel is hid to those who hear it regularly and sparingly. The gospel is here to those who hear it regularly and sparingly. When I deal with folk hearing the gospel sparingly, I'm dealing with sinners. I'm dealing with sinners. And, and, and never think because a sinner doesn't come inside of a church that he or she hasn't heard the gospel. Come on, don't ever think that way. Well, he ain't been to church in years, but it don't mean God has not dealt with him through somebody. Whether that be the grocery store, dealers, or on the job. God has a way of allowing people to hear a good message. What they do with it is up to them. But the gospel, when we look at this world, certainly it is veiled when it comes to sinners. And this is the reason so many people, including many of our loved ones, can hear a good message whether that be at church or from somebody, including you, but they will not respond to that message. It's as if what you're saying to them is bad, but you know in actuality what I'm saying to my cousin is good. If he'll listen, if he'll put it into action, he can get off the drugs. She can be free of living the way she's living. She can overcome poverty if she would listen to me. My family, my cousin family can come out of certain things if they will listen and receive the gospel. But it's as if when you speak the gospel, it's hid. They're blind. Their minds are blind to it. Anybody deal with folk like that? And again, it ain't like you telling them nothing wrong. You telling them what is right. I wonder how many parents in here, you're giving your grown children the gospel. You're giving them a good message, but they're blind. They're blind. They're acting as if you're trying to control their life, but what you're giving them is that which can turn their lives around. But it's here to them. It's veiled. 
I know I'm right about it. But the sad thing is when the gospel is veiled to those who hear it regularly. That means these are people getting one message after the other that's a good message, but you look at their life and you don't see where they're putting that good message into action. This is a problem in the church. This is a problem. The reason why some of us don't believe God is because we received the word, but it's as if Satan, demons, or people possessed by demons have blinded our minds. That's when some of you can receive a good word, but you'll leave church behaving as if you haven't received a good word. Why? Because when it came to that good word released to you, your minds were blinded. And when your mind is blinded, you're not going to operate in the light. You're going to operate in ignorance. Woo! You're going to do things that you know better. Come on. And I know in this church, there are some people that make decisions and they know better. They know better. It's some folks in this church make decisions that are jacking up their lives, ruining their lives, giving them anything but productivity. And God has gave them a good message. But they are not changing. They're not changing. And, and it's as if their mind has been blinded. You have to be careful who you hang around. You have to be careful who you listen to. Because demons use people. Woo! I said demons use people. Demons use people. Demons speak through people. In order to blind the minds of God's people. That will be in a situation... That's what I deem a God situation. Something that only God can work out. Something that only He can make better. But we're in that situation and we're not trusting Him. We're not speaking what He told us to speak. We're not doing what He told us to do. Why? Because your mind has been blinded by or to the gospel or the good message. Oh, I know I'm right about it. But notice, again, looking at Ephesians. Because when he talks about the God of this world, Satan. Satan. Notice notice Ephesians. Oh, notice the book of Ephesians. Y'all going to hang in here for a little bit? Ephesians 4. Sometimes that you turn to Ephesians 4, you'll see a child of God doing something, and you'll wonder why are they doing that. It's not the season to do that. Their minds are blind to the season they're in. Why are they not moving, and it's time to move? They're blinded 
to the season that they're in. Come on. And you have to be careful because there are times that you will see a person moving because God told them to move. Yet when you look at their life, come on, Pastor, when you look at their circumstances, you, you don't see why they're moving. You, you don't see how it's going to work out for them. But because they're not blinded by Satan, they're moving because God said to move and to move right now, to move with urgency, to move. Knowing you have a destination. Move knowing that I'm going to work it out. Move knowing that it's going to get better. Move knowing that it's your year. That it's your season. But you'll have saints receiving a good message. But they're blind. They're blind. And a lot of times, I mentioned on New Year's Eve night, now we're going to the scripture, Ephesians 4 and 27. Notice the God of this world blinds the mind of people. And when you think about it, he pretty much has the sinner. Come on, don't don't act like that. Pastor, how you know that? Used to be one. Used to be one. And Satan blinded my mind. You look at me right now, you ask me, Pastor, why you didn't get saved earlier? I was blind. In the club, chasing women, shooting dice, Thought that was a lie. Broke. Paycheck to paycheck. But you mentioned me something about Christ, the gospel. Blind. Blind. Don't look at me like that. I'm not the only one. Look at me I say, don't look at me like that. He wasn't the only one who used to be blind. Some of you ain't had a dice in your hand, but what was in your hand? Come on. Some of you ain't ever drunk a beer, but what was you getting high on? Some of us were high on pride. We were drunk on pride. Thinking we know everything. That's how now God will have somebody come into the church. He's talking to them about the gospel, the good news, and they'll sit right up in church blinded. Just like we used to be. That's when you have to let folk know periodically that, hey, I used to be blind. But how many can say, but now, come on, somebody, y'all should have finished that. I used to be blind, but now, 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 I'm going to drop one on you. Now I see things that used to look bigger than me, they're small to the God that I serve. Now I see. I used to say I couldn't afford stuff, but now I see. What do you see? I see my God is bigger than my circumstances. I see that the earth, you better help me preach it, is the Lord's and the world and those who dwell therein. You better look at what I say, now I see. Can I tell you something else I see? That I didn't used to see. That a pill had to heal me. A doctor had to heal me. But now I see. Woo! You can just ask God to touch your body and he'll touch it. You can ask God to strengthen your body and he'll strengthen it. We ain't always had that mind, have we? 
Boy, we see now. We'll rebuke a headache. We see now. Come on, I said we'll rebuke a headache. Before we drop a Tylenol, an Advil, I'm going to rebuke this thing. Why? Now I see. But we used to be what? Blind. I don't know if y'all ever heard the term blind as a bat. That's how far off course many of us was. When you compare, listen, the life that we live in now. You only live in the way you live in now because you see. Several things can go wrong throughout the day, but now I see. You see, you'll say, this is the day. I choose or I will rejoice. Watch this. And be glad what? Therein. That means within that day. No matter how much go wrong. Now I see. Come on. You got a mall day set. No matter how much go wrong, you go into the mall. You have a flat tire. You say, well... Don't be a little delayed. Got to change the time. We still going to the mall. We still going out to the moon. I'm still going out. See, you ain't blind no more. Come on. You can be like me. You can be headed somewhere. And a black cat will run out in front of you. Back in the day, that mean turn around, go the other way. That mean, that mean, ooh, ooh. Yeah, that mean crossing stuff. But now, keep on right on your day. Keep on trucking. Look at Ephesians 4. Some of you better get this. Or like you were blind last year, you're going to be blind this year. Don't do like you did last year. A lot of times we came to church. We, we heard the message. You heard exactly what God wanted you to have, but you were blind to it. I don't want to be blind when God is speaking. I, I just don't want to hear his voice, but I want his voice to just feel, watch this, or occupy the space in my mind with his thoughts. You know how different lives would be if, if the space within your mind was occupied with God's thought, with the word, man, you be armed and dangerous. Ephesians 4 and 27, nor give place. That's what Paul tells the church. Ephesians 4, 27, nor give place to the devil. Don't give him place. Don't allow the enemy to blind your mind. Don't allow him to blind your mind. You hear that? Don't allow it to be so. Is he coming to try to blind us? Yes. That word I released this morning, the enemy wants to blind somebody's mind and tell you that's not for you. But you know it is for you. Look at Luke 8. Look at Luke 8. Y'all are hanging in here. Look at, look at Luke 8. Just flip back. Look at Luke 8. We're dealing with Satan. We're dealing with the adversary. He wants to blind the minds of saints. 
And again, as Mr. Gamble said earlier, you can look at the world and things that are happening, things that are going on. Satan has blinded people's minds. When you look at our government, the type of stuff they're making legal, the type of stuff they're saying is right now, you know we live in a country where our government is blind. Satan done blinded the government. Moving in the education system and throughout. And people are just blind to the gospel or to the truth. You know I'm right about it. I ain't moving. I ain't going nowhere. I'm not leaving America. As I'm not leaving America. Woo! They can get a big old ship. Tell me they're going back to Africa. I'm not leaving America. No. <laughs> Some of y'all going to be out there lined up for that ship. Because I'm giving up my citizenship. As soon as you land in that place that you thought was so wonderful. They showed you Johannesburg. But that ain't where you're going to be living. They're going to put you in the boonies. <laughs> oh, God. It's a good day. Luke 8, Luke 8. Luke 8 and 12. Because sometimes when y'all land, but sometimes when Satan blinds your mind, you don't stay on course. You, you, you start looking for a way in which you can better something. See, you blinded then. If God tells you he's going to do a thing and he don't give you nothing that you need to do, then you be still. You don't do nothing until he tells you what to do because he's going to work this out. But when your mind gets blinded, you go into that, I got to do it mode. I got to make it happen mode. And y'all know that's how we mess up our lives. Look at somebody tell somebody, be honest with yourself this morning. And it may be painful. Maybe a wake-up call. But nobody, but nobody, but nobody, but nobody has messed you up more than you. I got a couple that's true up here in the front. Ain't nobody mess you up more than you. Before you start singing that song about what your enemies done did, think about what you done did. Nobody has messed me up more than me. And one way Satan blinds saints' minds is getting them to operate in themselves. Y'all know it's true. We start looking for alternatives. But for a real believer, for a real faith walker, there is no other alternatives. When you say God going to do it, that's exactly what you mean, God going to do it. Look, 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 at, look at Luke 8 so we can get a better understanding of, of the devil or Satan and how he blinds the minds of people. Because this is what we don't want to allow to happen. And again, Satan has so blinded the minds of some people. Y'all ever seen people that will be in the same service you in? You know it's an anointed word. That word is moving you. That word is affecting you. But you'll look at a person sitting in the same church and they just like. That's a blind mind. Now, some pastors are making the mistake of targeting that person, trying to hoop, holler, or do whatever, false prophecy, anything to shake that person to get them to move. In. But, but I just keep looking at other people. Yeah, I do. I, I glance a couple of times, but you just sitting there all dry like. 
You ain't going to be my focus. Because you're mind blind. And if you love darkness, if you love being blind, it ain't nothing I'm going to be able to say that's going to change your mind. Y'all know that's right. My job is to teach. Right? Not to make folk do. Teach. Show the way. Luke 8. Come on. Live by what I teach. Live by what I preach. Luke 8, 12. Those by the wayside, listen carefully, are the ones who hear. So just like we're doing, we're hearing today, right? We're hearing the good message. We're hearing the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes, takes away the word out of their hearts. That heart is the mind. He take it out of their mind, out of their thoughts, out of their feelings, and out of their choices. Pastor, how can he do it? You allow it to be so. You permit it to be so. Now, most of us, we're just not going to let somebody come up and take something from us that's valuable. Let me me say, without a fight. Woo! I said without a fight. Is that right, Sister Jill? You ain't going to just let somebody just take something from you that you know is valuable and you don't even put up a fight. Ain't nobody going to take this ring off my finger without me putting up a fight. You can say all you want to pass it ain't worth that. These real diamonds. I don't know. Something going to be said. Don't show me no gun, no weapon. Ain't got the drop on me or nothing. Just come on me and say, I want that ring. I'm going to look at the ring and say, I know you do. I wanted it too. I mean, I got it. But then they just proceed to come up to me and just take it off my finger. And I'm, and I'm just sitting there like, man, looking around at folks like, man, man, somebody do. See, that's one time y'all may read about me in the Noonan Herald. Local pastor refuses to give up ring. Fault valiantly. <laughs> Still has the ring intact. <laughs> now some of y'all will be like, that's my pastor. Oh yeah, they 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 gonna have to take that. Now some of you deep folk be like, see, Pastor, he too much into that materialism. He should have gave that ring up. <laughs> I mean the mama's gonna let somebody just walk up and just take your baby. Kind of punk is you. It's a mama's up in here. I know good and say, but you talking about throwing down. That person eventually gonna say, "Hey, look, it ain't worth it." Am I right about it? Now we laughing, but yet the word, according to Solomon, is more precious than gold. But you allow, see, it was a setup. I set you up. You fight for these other things. But when it comes to the word, you let Satan blind you or take you out of your heart. 
How do you know he done took it out your heart? When the word teach it right. It's not a part of your choices. He took it. Only way you're going to know the word remains with you is by the choices you make. When you're acting a fool at home and the word comes and says, hey, check yourself. I can't bless this mess going on at y'all house. And then you go back home and you change. That's saying that word remained with you. It didn't get took. Man, 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 this good right here. This good to me right here. Because a lot of us, and y'all don't like that word, but a lot of us, we punks. We wimps. More money going to pass through people's hand this year in one year that ever pass through their hand, and you're going to let the enemy take that as much as you need money. As many people as you want to bless. He ain't getting that word from me. I said, he ain't getting that word from me. You do know God will give you that word and you just bounce two checks. And that's what he tells you. Am I right about that? Anybody ever bounced a check? Anybody still write checks? All right, be seated. I got to update my mind. You know, when I write checks now, they folk look at me behind me. They, 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 they get an attitude. When I pull out my checkbook, I hear folks, they be like, oh, my. Because <laughs> most of the time I need a pen too, y'all. I write my check, I say, you got a pen? And folks be like, oh, my. They be like, where are you from, man? Come on, dude. <laughs> and they got to run it, scan it. <laughs> This word right. This reason I love church. When I come here, I expect to be changed for the better. I expect to receive something. Listen, that's not just going to help me in ministry or help me at church. I'm looking to receive something going to help me at the house. Going to help me with my job. Going to help me with finances, health, career, business. Amen. Okay, okay, those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil come and he take the word out of their hearts or their mind. He blinds them. Why say they want them blinded? Lest they should believe and be saved. Tell your neighbor, Satan want to blind you lest you believe and see something happen. Ain't nothing like believing and then seeing something happen. That changes a person. That changed most of us. Most of us are a product of our faith. Not our job. Not our money. Not our mama. We are a product of our faith. How many got to where you are by faith? See, that means you done seen some things happen. Right? You done seen some things happen. Many of you have laid hands on yourself and other people and prayed the prayer of faith. Listen, they didn't fall down in the floor. They didn't shake. They didn't get goosebumps. But you knew, so done. 
Oh, I feel it up here. So done. So done. When God show you his power, you don't even need to see nothing happen immediately. All you got to know, this word is so. I speak it over my marriage. I speak it over my life. I speak it over my finances. Come on, somebody. But see, he wants to blind people's mind lest they believe and be saved and be changed. Some of you think you're living. Satan is blinding you from knowing your real purpose. If you get in God and get in him right, you're going to know why you exist. Whoa, you're going to know gifts and talents that God gave you that makes you unique from the person sitting beside you. But the enemy want to blind you. He wants you to continue going through life confused. Let me talk to my young adults. Get them blinders off. Don't be like many of us. We, we didn't really know God or know his will to many of us in our 30s. Come on, somebody. That, that's, that's true. Confused? Let me talk to my single folk. Don't do like a lot of us. We were just hitting and missing when it came to dating. Some of you know you didn't have no insight. Come on. But let God show you. Let God direct you. Let it be of him. Man, Brother Bo said he'll do it. Brother Bo said he will do it. No, that one ain't just for you. No, 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 not that one. He'll do it. He'll show you. Come on, somebody. Now, this is going to be important right here. When it came to the devil, I want us to grasp when it comes to Matthew 4 that he wanted to blind Jesus in the wilderness. He wanted to blind him. See, don't let because you're going through a wilderness period don't give Satan the advantage. Don't think you dare to stay. Come on, he'll blind you like that. Satan blinds saints by making them think, some of them, that the way it is right now, that is the way it's always going to be for you. But God is over here saying, not so. This is temporary. I want you to defeat Satan. Defeat demons, defeat enemies, and I want you to come out of the wilderness, teach it, Pastor, better than how you went in. Old saints used to say stuff like, you ain't going to always be on the mountain. You got to go in the valleys. In other words, they were letting us know, hey, you're going through some trials. But what they failed to really teach us in totality was that the same way you shout and dance on the mountain, you can shout and dance in the valley. 
David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Come on. You got to know the same God with you on the mountain. The same God with you when everything going well. He's the same God who will be with you when seemingly all is going bad or worse. I mean, recognize that. Don't let Satan blind you. He tried to blind Jesus in the wilderness. Tried to get him to get out of God's will. Knew he was hungry because he was fancy. said, if you be the son of God, turn these stones into bread. Get out the will of God. Took him up to an exceedingly high mountain. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world. And said, all these things I'll give you if you'll bow down. See, tell your neighbor, don't, don't bow. But tell your neighbor, if Satan blinds you, you will bow. Tell that somebody else, if Satan blinds you, if you allow him to blind you, you will bow. You will sell out. But what are we talking about this year? Having the mind of who? Christ. If we're going to have the mind of Christ, that means when enemies attack us, one thing it says about us is that we stick to this. How did Jesus defeat the enemy? How did he defeat him? He kept telling him what? He kept telling him what? He kept telling him what? What did he tell him? What did he put on him? Gone, devil. I'm tired. Why me? He didn't do none of that, did he? Was he complaining? No complaining. He said, it is written. It is written. He didn't allow Satan to blind. Don't you know you and I got to do the same? Think about it. If Satan tried to blind Jesus, you don't think demons, because that's what we deal with, is going to try to blind us? That means God can have something special for me this year. And the enemy know if I believe, I'm going to get it. But now demons are trying to blind me. And if I don't stick, to what is written, the enemy will blind me. Can y'all grasp that? I say he'll blind us. Look back at Second Corinthians. Let's get ready to close it. He, he'll blind you. Woo! And see, this word coming this morning for some of us to take them blinders off. I said some of us need to take them blinders off. Second Corinthians 4. We in the close. Second Corinthians 4. But if the gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, those who are lost. But listen, you are folk in the church who are perishing. They're not where God desires for them to be. See, my thing is, how long are you going to stay there? Because it's up to you. I said, it's up to you. 
When are you going to start being productive in every aspect of your life? Listen, that's the church he assigned you to. That's the vision of that church. I said, that's the vision of the church. That we be productive in how many areas? How many areas? How can I be productive in every aspect of life, yet when it comes to this aspect, I'm blinded. I'm blinded to the truth. I won't be. And sadly, you can get comfortable in a place you shouldn't be in. Right? Happy sometimes. Stressed out all the time. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be. You done got comfortable in a place you shouldn't be in. Because the gospel, the good message, is given to change or transform the lives of people for the better. Takes us from living a normal life to a God kind of life. Notice this. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded. Watch, how has he blinded their minds? Who do not Let me ask you something this morning. What is it in your life, or what is it that pertains to God that you're not believing? What is it that you're not believing? Because when you're not believing, it says about you that your mind has been blinded. How many in here know God wants you to be happy? I mean, I know I'm I'm just dealing with some elementary stuff in my clothes. How many know God wants you to be happy? Raise your hand if you know God wants you to be happy. Okay, hand down. He, do God want me to be happy when I need my truck to go do something and my starter goes out? And I got everything loaded up in the back of my truck, ready to go work, do what I need to do. And then I crank my car up. It cranks right up. Then I say, oh, I got to unlock the tailgate. So I cut the car, go unlock the tailgate, go back, crank the car, and I need to go in. I got to get this done, everything. Lord, don't, come on. You hear what I'm saying? In that moment, do God want me to be happy? Now, now he don't want me to get outside the truck and be shouting and dancing, and flipping, turning car with my, my starter out, my starter got my. Folks are never going to think, man, this, this dude right here. He, but in that moment, let him reveal stuff to you. I was humble enough to call Minister Shimon and say, hey, you know how you borrowed my truck? <laughs> I didn't say it like that, though. I said, hey, what you doing? Oh, da, 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 da. Now, here up and got to the point. I really wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I, would be, I had to go to work. I'm like, what you doing? I said, hey, I need to borrow your truck. <laughs> how many men out there, when you're ready to work, you're ready to work. I'm ready to work. I said, man, I need to borrow your truck. He said, oh, yeah, Pops. He said, many times I borrowed your truck. He said, I said, well, I appreciate it, man. Then I called son-in-law. I said, man, I think it's a starter. He said, I said, you put the starter on. He said, God, put the starter on. He came over there and hooked me up, put the starter on. But I was able to go work. But this is what I want to tell you. When you stay happy, God reveals stuff to you. You and the house, Brother Rodney, when you stay happy, God reveals stuff to you. Guess what God revealed to me? He said, you need a second truck. He, he, he said, I think you need a backup truck. 
I knew y'all weren't gonna get happy for me. I, I, I knew, I knew you was not going to. You need a backup truck. I talk to me, God. You need the 250. You been won't talk to me, God, because I'm gonna stay happy. It ain't gonna get me down. Sometimes you got to go through stuff for God's bigger picture for your life to be revealed. See, now when y'all see me pull up in that truck, you won't be like, man, Pastor ain't got another truck. You're like, no, nah, Pastor, he hey, That's part of God's plan for him. That's part of God's will for his life. You ought to be able to get happy because he got something for you. Somebody, you might get your second house this year. You might purchase that vacation home this year. You might get that condo this year. Is that too high for y'all? But but if Satan blinds you, you may not get what God wants you to have. I'm closing with this. Whose minds, I got one script now done. Whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe. Lest the light of the gospel, the good message, of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Let me show you what this light does when you're not blind. When you're not blinded, when you don't let Satan blind you, I want to show you what the light does and we done. Psalm 119 and 105. Good message. Good message. Good message. He, he, he talking to some folks. He revealing some things to people. Psalm 119, 105. Now what I won't allow to happen is for somebody whose mind is blinded cause me to be blinded. No. Let me tell you something. Sometimes you got to live in the same house with people whose mind are blinded to the gospel or to the truth and you have to keep walking in the light. Don't argue with people whose mind are blinded. Keep walking in the light. Come on, somebody. That means you can't share stuff with everybody. I'm finna close. I said that means you can't share things with every. Because everybody not walking in the. Some folks are what? Blinded. See, if God told you through this message, he about to do something for you, you, you maybe you can't tell that to certain folks. You got to make sure whoever you tell that to, you telling it to somebody that ain't blind. And guess what they're going to do? They're going to shout with you before you even get it. They're they going to give God a praise for it even happen. Matter of fact, when you tell them, you know what they're going to say? So be it. So be it. Oh, that's going to happen for you, sister. Oh, that's your own brother. Oh, yeah, y'all getting that. Come on. Come on. God had me run into somebody out here in the church parking lot yesterday who were blind to something. And God simply told me, speak a word to them. And what I love about it is when I spoke to the person, they didn't fight what I said. They, 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 it's like the blinders came off. You remember Elijah with the servant? Come on, trying to close some of y'all. Like you didn't get that. You remember Elijah with the servant? He, he couldn't see. He went out there. He said, alas, master. 
the enemy, he got us surrounded. And Elijah, when you ain't blinded, you talk a certain way. When you ain't blinded, you, you talk crazy talk. Wow! I said you talk crazy talk. Not naturally crazy, but that God kind of craziness. Some of you don't talk like that, but I'm still. Elijah told this man, there are more who are with us than are with them. Now that man had to be like, no, I'm they got the city surrounded. Elijah said, Lord, open up his eyes. Open up his eyes. Take the blinders off. Take the veil off. Open up his eyes. Some of you wives got to pray this year to God. Open up the, your husband's eyes. Lord, open up this man's eyes. Bible says when his eyes opened up, he saw a host. Psalm 119, 105. That's where we at. We, 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 we close. Mother Cogger said a good word. See that? She don't practice lying. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Tell you, neighbor, when you don't allow Satan to blind you where your feet tread upon you know where you're going tell your neighbor the path you go down is lit up and it ain't lit up with LED lights tell your neighbor it's lit up with the word of God which never shout to him never fails Don't you want to make steps this year? Because the path is lit up. Showing you exactly how to get the house. Come on. Your word is a lamp. That don't mean we take the Bible, turn off all the lights in the house, and tonight you be talking, I'm going to see it, Pastor, write about it. And as soon as you bump in that water, I knew Pastor be playing up there. I still can't see. You know good and well I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about spiritually. Say it like the young folks say, you'll be making moves, but they're not dumb moves. They're not ignorant moves. Every move is strategically. Look, I got that right. Oh, I came close enough for me. I ain't going to repeat it again. It is that word that I said. Planned by God. Amen. So tell your neighbor, don't let Satan blind. Now put some emphasis on this. Your mind. I'm done. Let's jump to our feet. We pray that you are blessed by today's message. Be sure to listen and share other messages available through our podcast outreach. 
We thank you for all of your past, present, and future support for our ministry. And remember, Jesus is a refuge.